Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Claire, it's you are floating in your pinkish glowing astral form, having just absorbed clear. You do, I think, realize that it will only be a matter of time before they are able to trace the psychic powers to you. How's he looking there, Doc? Uh, actually, he seems quite uh, quite healthy. I'm, I'm surprised. I don't see any major internal bleeding. And, uh, and then um, Wolf just sits up. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. And he gets up off the table, kind of like dusts himself off. And he, uh, everyone's just kind of like staring at him. And he's like, what? Yeah, he's probably carrying his arm. He's like, not that fine. I'm like half fine. Oh, El Tigre. So you're the new people's favorite, huh? I'm going to message him. I think it would be wise if we played up a little bit of rivalry so people don't think we're working together. Maybe this is dumb, but I also just kind of like camping it up. I need to get out of here very quickly. I might have had a little, gotten a little bit of 
giddy with the idea of leaving and did a little oopsie. As one does. Oh dear, why does this always seem to happen? Very well, do you have something in mind? Do you have any ideas on how to get this damn color off me? So we cut back to Monday, who's in this flying limousine, and he's heading towards that bar, when suddenly, through the roof of the limousine, into the seating area, Miller comes, boom, right into ah, this room. Fancy meeting you here. Nice of you to drop in. in, in. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game... Dustworld RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Beyond City. Clarence, you and Tuck are wheeling into the casino area, and you realize that time is of the essence you should get out of here as quickly as possible what are you doing uh tuck where's the exit well the you know the front exit's over there but there's got to be like other exits we could find i mean really i've only just you know go in this area and then i go up to your condo like uh suite and to like the cafeteria to get the food, why the, the restaurant, the kitchen, whatever. Uh, so I haven't really been out any other exits, but can't you well, do that? I mean, just do the thing. What and he like does like uh, Professor X fingers on its temples sort of thing. He's like, do the thing that you like look and thing. Massage my head. Yes. You mean, but give me a little bit more dignity than that. The correct term is cyform. Oh, I didn't know how to term. Can you teach that? Can you teach me how to do that? I'll give you like $10. You'll get lost, dude. It, it, it'll suck. Anyway, um, well, I mean, there has to be a loading bay into a kitchen, right? I mean, they're not just going to bring in all the food items, so I'll start there. And I'm going to roll. Well, I don't even roll for Cyform, do I? It just uh, You don't need to roll for Cyform, but you will roll Survey Your Surroundings to see what kind of information you glean from your Cyform. Okay. All right. See you then. So you got a seven. You can ask one question. What's my best way to get the hell out of here? I mean, escape. Yeah. So I think that uh, with that, you do find uh, through the kitchen there is a back door that leads to some sort of uh, kind of loading loading area. And you think you can get out of there pretty easily. 
All right, we need to go for the kitchen, but hopefully they don't notice us. Yeah, so you guys make your way towards the kitchen and Tuck is just like, hey, how's it going? Just getting a snack for the boss. And he's like wheeling you into, th into the kitchen. The, the kitchen staff kind of like look at you strange, but they're like, eh, you know, like they don't really know what to do because you're like this prize fighter or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so you sort of have carte blanche. Uh, I think I said that right in mm -hmm. the casino. Uh, and so they like see you and they don't really want you here and you can kind of feel that and you're also psychic, but uh, but they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We're just looking for the bathroom. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, do we oh find the back door? Yeah, you, well, uh, how obvious do you want it to be? If you're trying to be stealthy, I'm going to want you to roll face danger. If you're just, like, walking through the kitchen and go right out the back door, then you don't have to roll, but people do see you. Let's just do face danger. Okay, roll face danger. I need to fail. I don't need to fail, but you try, but you miscalculate or estimate Okay, so on your way out, uh, I think the price to pay is uh, you drop something of valuable of value to you. So uh, let's see, what are you carrying? So maybe your side glove, like you end up uh, dropping your side glove. Let's see, your worst outcome is somebody does notice you, but it just won't be uh, like the whole staff. Um, and the, let's see, tough decision I think the tough decision is that uh, as you leave, um, you see a uh, like a person in the freezer and he's getting throttled by one of the guards and you immediately get the sense that this person is innocent and that the guard is like extorting them. So the tough decision is like you make it out fine, but that person <laughs> is, is take takes it takes it hard. I'm gonna make a decision while I'm going out. I'm gonna try and do a side blast on that guard. Okay. As I'm leaving, which is you know. So let's see how good side blast is. So on a seven and nine, you deal damage and pick uh, one. You they inflict harm on you. Uh, would that would just be like a mental feedback or something? Um, or you find yourself in a bad spot. I'll take mental feedback. Okay, so take one harm, uh, and you do two harm, close, loud, ignore armor. So this guy's, like, in the freezer, and he's wailing on this dude. He's like, I told you, you should, you should, you gotta not get caught cheating. And he's, like, throttling him. And then all of a sudden, uh, what is it, what is the experience of your side blast? Like, how do you do it? Um... Here's one idea, because you didn't have it before you absorbed clear. So maybe uh, for a moment you like you get this sense of like clears indignation, seeing this person being beaten and uh, and it like wells up inside of you and then clears like. Make him pay. And then I'm suddenly imagining myself in an orchestra and I'm playing like uh, a fiddle. No, I'm just. Well, not a fiddle, a violin. I'm going along, just sweet little strokes, and then suddenly just a bad twinge, like, eh, and it's just like, kind of hits me, and then it hits him harder. Yeah, and then you see him, like, kind of like, 
uh, Arch his back as if he got hit by like electricity or something. And he just screams. He's like, oh, and then he hits his knees and like grabs his head. And uh, I think you guys don't stop to see what happens after that. Right. No, no crap. Uh, definitely. Tuck starts pushing you faster. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. And takes you out the door. Uh, you're now outside of the um, the grounds. You know, you're out on this like back area. But the whole thing is still underground. So, you know, it's it's maybe like 20 feet, a 20 foot space from the, the ceiling to the floor. Um, and you're on like a outside kind of like dock where hover cars would come in and, and or like hover trucks, I guess. And as you guys are looking around trying to figure out how to get out of there, we're going to cut over to Miller and Monday. Uh, Monday, Miller just fell through the ceiling landed in front of you and you made a funny remark what's happening i think monday is going to see if this woke up wolf so uh with that wolf's like oh oh holy crap uh what what's happening whoa um i guess they were being literal when i messaged um that they airdropped these doctors in (laughs) oh oh (laughs) cool yeah i'm from uh doctors without borders <laughs> including nice. uh, physical ones. <laughs> oh my nice, god! Nice. Okay, uh, yeah, you see, Wolf is missing an arm, and his hand is like sitting on the seat next to him. And he's like, "Oh, you're a doctor." Yeah, I figure we better get your arm looked at. He kind of like waves his stump at you. Can you do anything uh, about this, Doc? Uh, does Doc is Doc also still missing one of his hands? He he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I reckon I can fix you up, right? Good, just, uh... Monday's going to do two things. He's going to point to the hidden cabinet where there's a... Imagine there'd be, like, a set of doctor bags for him to use. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And he's going to slip Miller a bug to stash on Wolf. Okay, um, he... So Miller is going to get to work. Um, he kind of looks at... Um, Monday and is kind of like don't you know kind of like looking down at his missing hand and is just sort of like don't bring this up this is you know that I always have a hand missing (laughs) and he's going to uh, get to work Monday is acting he's like he's like playing on his phone but he's totally staring at the stump where your hand used to be (laughs) but you can't tell because of the mask right exactly (laughs) right um well, then in that case, Miller is going to get to work and he's going to um, slip the bug into his he, a wolf is wearing a costume, right? Well, he right now he has the duster and the uh, fedora on right now. Yeah, but he's still wearing his outfit underneath it. Right, right. Then in that case, uh, Doc is going to slip it into his uh, outfit to sort of like put it in a pocket while he's working on him. Okay. Um, and he, you know, he's got the doctor bag open. And he's working with the the stitches and all of that, trying to help him out. So, um, what, would you like me to roll? Uh, go ahead and roll. Treat a wound. And okay, then you not all, not you, bad. And you also have medical supplies, uh, like a pack of medical supplies. Yes, that's correct. I'm sorry. Um, then in that case, I will go ahead and u- I will go ahead and use those. I think Monday is okay, also I- going to kind of play the nurse there and help out. 
Okay, well, you want to roll help out? Yeah, hang on. Yep. So that's quite uh, a hefty helping hand there. <laughs> I get plus yeah, standing. Yeah. Um, Doc kind of like looks over to Monday and is kind of like giving him a silent but respectful, <laughs> silent, um, a respectful nod. Just kind of like, hey, you know, I appreciate your help. Nice. Um, yeah. So mark uh, plus one standing on your sheet uh, Monday. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're able to and also because you have fix you up, which lets you reattach limbs. So you're able to use like your uh, organ thief and your limb attachment powers and basically make his arm like new. And he like mo- starts moving his fingers and he's like, holy crap, Doc, you're like a miracle worker. This is amazing. And he like clicks his fingers and a little tornado sort of forms over his hand for a second. He's like, yeah, it's like it's like it never got cut off by a dickhead or anything. Monday is going to, he, he can't see his face, but he's totally glaring at him for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doc is just, uh, you know, he's uh, cleaning up his scalpel and all of that, kind of with the tools that he has, using like alcohol wipes. It's like, well, uh, you know, think nothing of it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just my job. That's all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Doc. Uh if you got a card, I'll definitely uh, be in touch. Who knows, you know, you know, the life of a fighter. Always need a good doctor. And he like winks at uh, Monday. Monday will shoot Doc the thumbs shrugs up. and gives. Yeah, Doc's going to give him his card. Nice. It's like, well, I mean, he, he, Doc is kind of like, no matter who it is, if there's someone who's hurt, Doc feels obligated to help. So he's like, all right, that's cool. Cool. So you guys, uh, oh, also, Doc, you're wearing all of your <laughs> uh, Austin Abilene white outfit. That's all, oh my gosh, all dirty and gross. <laughs> and, uh, and he's talking in a completely different voice. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think you met Wolf, so he wouldn't know. But on top of that, uh, Wolf's kind of in the throes of withdrawal. So I'm not entirely sure how his memory is going to function. <laughs> <laughs> true 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 Monday is gonna kind of nudge him though in motion to the box and point to his clothes there uh, yeah um Doc says uh go ahead and, go ahead and turn around and Doc changes his clothes into the regular doctor's outfit or at least he he takes off the jacket and puts on the doctor's coat you know kind of like get puts on some clean clothes nice that are not covered in dust and blood <laughs> and grossness um and grossness. <laughs> i think as you're doing that you realize that your left hand has more or less reformed uh it feels a little bit weird but it it feels like it's like regrowing uh i don't know what that would feel like so would uh, uh monday notice sensitive. it feels sensitive uh yeah you well, probably... that just isn't uh that just isn't medically sound but um okay so with that you guys pull up in front of well do you guys fly straight to that bar in a limousine because that might be conspicuous as well i think monday is going to have the van pull off at kind of a or the limo pull off to kind of a rental place and i think they're just going to rent a van and just go uh, drive the rest of the way okay yeah no problem uh so while that's happening we're going to cut back to clarence 
Clarence, you and Tuck are in this, uh, like outside of this back door. You're standing on like a loading dock, uh, kind of, um, it's a, it's a loading dock. That's what it is. Loading dock. Okay. Uh, well, Tuck, I guess we're going to try to get onto one of these trucks. Hmm? Oh yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I'm into it. And after that, we need to reconnect with El Tigre so I can get revenge. I'm joking. Yeah. It's actually my contact. Uh, let's get over there. Oh, shit. I was like, I really bought that. You had me going there for a minute. I thought we were going to have to fight this guy. I was like, man, but I'm not very good at fighting. Okay. Well, there's no time like the present. But in this case, El Tigre, if that's his real name. Um, may be helpful to us, and it's sure a lot helpful than, uh, anybody else in this world who is probably going to turn me in. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, why don't we, and, uh, he pulls off his blue coat, and he puts it, he, like, hands it out to you to put on. All right. Okay. I'm outside. Tuck. I'm outside. Yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, I've... sort of. <laughs> Listen, let me have my little victories. Um, yeah, let's just... Uh, the... Okay. <laughs> let's go into one of these trucks. Yeah, uh, so you guys just walk into the back of one of these trucks, sit down, <laughs> and after a while the doors close, and it drives off. Uh I think after not too long, the truck stops, you know, somewhere else. And uh, like you feel so it's really strange because the truck is hovering and like you can feel it almost like an elevator, like it's moving up and down. And you realize that this truck is like lifting up for a long while uh, and you can't really see it. But if you would you like, I guess you've probably been outside of this space in your thought form, right? You wouldn't have just stayed in the like little tiny area or would you have only stayed in that area? I probably would have stayed in that area out of concern of getting too far away from my body. I don't know. But okay. uh, because uh, I don't know. But uh, I, I think I'll probably use Cyform now to see what's going on. Yeah, sure. So you leave your body and float outside of this uh, hover trucker vehicle and you see like multiple columns of flying vehicles going up and down in this massive hole that's a mile in diameter and as you like look at this just crazy spectacle you see that every level of this hole there is things going on like like they are layers that are almost like a building uh layer yeah, so as you're lifting up and you see that like every layer of this is like a different thing. There's like hydroponic gardens. There are, um, you know, all sorts of shops and shady sort of vendors and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of export, import, mining, all of these things kind of happening all at once in this huge hole. And after a few minutes, this reaches this truck reaches the top of this hole and starts flying into the city. And for the first time in probably that you can remember, you're seeing the city 
and the glow of the neon. And I think everything looks a little bit weird and probably like more monochromatic in kind of the um, astral plane. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost looks like a photo negative. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't think that it looks like totally negative as much as just like when Bilbo is in the, the ring wraith world, darker, like colors aren't as like popping light isn't as bright. Um, but it's still this, quite a sight to see. Yeah, it's still it's still amazing. Um, and you also notice like. Because you're you're able to see for kind of a ways that there's other things moving around in the astral plane as well. Yeah, but uh, while I'm looking at everything else, I'm saying, whoa, wow, ooh, wow. Tuck, did you know that the pit is literal and, and you can leave the pit and there's a skyline and there's lights and there's big, big buildings and not everything is a scroungy hellhole? Ah. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper, whoever's running the game, the DM. So it's really simple. You print it out, you and your friends, and you can create mayhem for Christmas or you can save it. It's up to you. But we just released it. So if you're interested in getting that, just head on over to our website and click the download link. So that's all for now. I hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it. So back to the show. Play on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. I wasn't born in, in the fall or anything. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, it, it's news to me. Um, this thing stops eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, imagine wherever they get the stuff from, they've got to go back there, right? So after a few minutes, uh, they get to, you know, some building... And you guys get off. They, they kind of are confused that you're in there. Uh, if you're wearing Tuck's jacket, nobody recognizes you. Um, this, Tuck yep. always wears his jacket. And I, I was kind of imagining that he was a little bit of like a, um, uh, what you, the Jawa. Almost like a rain jacket, kind of. Like yeah. A, so it's like, like a jacket. It's a puffy blue, uh, like ribbed kind of wool sort of jacket, like a warm type jacket. But uh, you haven't really seen his face like he always wears this jacket. But there's kind of like it this sort of like hides his identity almost. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so when you see him, you realize like he's he's like the shorter kind of handsome young man, like, you know, maybe in his 30s or 40s. Well, that's a big jump. Uh, maybe like mid <laughs> mid thirties, um, 
And so it's kind of like odd because you feel like this is the first time you're almost really seeing him. Um, and you guys get out of this place and now you can see the city with your own eyes and you see this like rainbow light kind of cascading down from on top of some of these buildings and like reflecting off the windows of others. And you realize it's coming from something above you that you can't see from this angle, but you're not really sure what it is. Uh, can I send my astral form up there? Uh, yeah. So your astral form leaves your body. Um, when you're out of your body, it can't really do anything else. Do you do you say anything to Tuck or do you just like dip out and your body's just like stiff there for a moment? I say, give me just a sec. And then I go do my thing. OK, so you fly up above the skyline. And as you do on your way up, these buildings are just so, so big, like they dwarf anything that we have built currently. Um and there's so many of them. It's just in every direction uh, there is these buildings. And when you finally get to the top, like as you start getting in higher, higher levels, you start seeing a lot more trees and like the top of the buildings have these parks on them. And uh, there's a lot of like crisscrossing walkways and all of these flying cars, like flying in different lines uh, up and down and left and right. Yeah, so as you are, are seeing just kind of the the immenseness of the city, you reach the top of the buildings and you see above you just this amazing floating city just floating there. And it has these concentric rings uh, at multiple levels underneath it as the, the bottom of the city kind of comes to a point and then cones up. And then there are just tons and tons of vehicles kind of going up and down from it um, and little uh, things floating around it, like blimps and these screens and things. The rings are just reflective and projecting the full spectrum of color and light uh, as it's forcing this mass to hover above this part of the city. And for the first time, as you're looking around, you realize this is probably why they call this Neon City. So I wake up from my thing and say, hey, Tuck. Neon City has neon in it. I'm a dumbass, aren't I? What? Nothing. Uh, we should let me call someone. I have my phone, right? Yep. All right, I'm going to call up uh, Silent Monday. You do it. Hello, this is Silent Monday. This is a talk to text program. How can I help you? Yeah, where are you? I am having a drink with Wolf while waiting for drugs. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Neon City, I guess. Um... We need to meet up. I have no idea where I am. I've never been outside of the pit before, at least that I remember. Tracking, um, please wait. I'm going to say that uh, Monday's going to launch a tracking app to track the signal. Working with Hanzo, he probably has something like that on his phone. Uh, are you talking out loud, um, Clarence? Yeah. Oh, uh, I think Tuck is like, oh, I, I know how to get around. I could definitely help you find places. Uh, I'm going to say that Monday hears him talking in the background. 
forwarding address. I will see you there within the hour. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay, this is... This. Okay, thank you. I, I click off my phone, it's like this. The last thing Monday says is, good luck. I, I look at Tuck and I'm like, Tuck, this is the most momentous day of my life. Also, I have no idea what to do. I should probably get my memories back. Also, yeah. I kind of do want to have a drink for once. Okay. Totally. Uh, but let's go to this address first. Uh, I, I, I don't... What, what do you do here? Other than look at the pretty lights. Which I could do for the rest of my life. I mean, people do all kind of stuff. You got jobs. People have kids. People Sounds get boring. kids and have to have jobs. But, uh, but people the lights... do crime. People fight crime. Uh, I could do crime and fight crime. That's about it, basically. I, I will admit, fighting and doing crime sounds fun. <laughs> well, we just were doing crime for a while. Uh, it wasn't that fun and we broke out, so maybe we should fight crime for a while. Yeah. Well, whatever you say, boss. Uh, so, oh yeah, look, we could just take uh, the beeline. We'll be there in like 10 minutes. Okay, that's not an hour. That's good. Yep, let's go. And uh, he starts walking and like you guys are walking, you know, like probably like a hundred or so feet up from like the ground level uh, across these walkways and then down into uh, this train station where you hop on like essentially like a hover train. But there's like this ring kind of like a like a glass tube wouldn't be glass or maybe maybe a see through aluminum. And so, yeah, you get in this train. It's it's like in one of these uh, hyperbolic tubes uh, that shoots air uh, like a vacuum tube and you shoot off and it's going really fast. You just see the city like flinging by your face like at hyper speeds. We cut back to Monday and Miller. Are you guys all going into the bar? Yeah, Doc is um, just kind of like, you know, just as he's walking out of the, the limo, he is um, he's kind of putting his regular clothes on. And just as he's stepping out, he's putting his doctor's coat over his shirt. So he's he's just kind of get, getting his bearings together. OK. Um, earlier Monday, you were saying that you wanted to message uh, Hanjo. Detective Hanjo, uh, who's a part of the Peacekeepers. What did you want to text him? He's going to let him know that he might have someone who knows something about the uh, Purple Dragons and Crush related to the case. Uh, going to mention that he's going to be giving him a dose because he's within the throes of withdrawal and that he slipped a tracker on him as well as give him the code so he can access the tracker. And he's going to also message that he's going to send him to a contact of his for detox. Okay. Yeah, I think he messages you back. Uh, is there any news on Icarus? Question mark. Uh, Monday's going to mention that he has a man on the inside and that he's currently working with him. And hopefully they'll have more info soon. And he's going to forward what he has right now at the moment. 
he messages you a thumbs up emoji. And, and then, that's it. Yep. Yep. That should be about it. Um, yeah. So you guys are at the bar and uh, you walk up. This is the bar that Silent Monday bounces at sometimes. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. When he, when so he, as, it's a little slow and he needs to make some extra money. Sure. As you walk up, they recognize you immediately and let you and uh, Miller and Wolf come right in. Let's see. I'm trying to think if Wolf would be recognizable, like when he fights as uh, himself. Like, I wonder if he wears a mask because he's definitely was masking because he was in the pit. But so I don't know. Do you think he should be recognizable? Like, do people like Mab is pretty big. I'm going to say that there might be a reason why Monday may have brought him here in in relation to that. There's a big screen TV that's kind of tuned to like map tournaments as they walk in. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I think he like puts on some shades and he's wearing this big duster. But when he walks in, he realizes like shit. He like looks over at you and he's like, ah, crap. Uh, He probably can't see, but uh, when. Uh, Miller's view. There's a little troll face going on with his uh, LED suit. Oh, gosh. Miller, just a heads up. You have a lot of damage. I don't know if you want okay. to. Um, so Miller. Yeah, Miller has really been through hell yeah. the last few hours. Um, yeah. He has witnessed several um, <clears throat> murders. He has <laughs> atrocities. <laughs> He has he has been witness to several murders. Um, he was kidnapped. He was almost killed in the bar, and he landed. He fell in a limo, and he's just like, "Hey, Monday, I'm just uh, I'm gonna go patch myself up in the bathroom. Go ahead and order me a beer, all right?" Monday will shoot a thumbs up. Doc is going to go ahead and uh, go to the bathroom and, you know, uh, how badly is he hurt right now, Paul? Uh, You have three harm. Oh, crap. Okay, so he's like, he's probably visibly beat up. Yeah, you probably have like cracked ribs. You're like limping. (laughs) You fell like real far. I didn't give you any harm for falling into the car, which, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I so I think definitely rolling... uh, Rolling to help yourself and um, you you have a plus two. Doc is so Doc stumbles to the bathroom like, you know, maybe some of the bar patrons are just sort of like looking at the at this guy who's bleeding through his his clothes. Uh, so Doc is like, you know, damn it. You know, I I just got these clothes and they're already it's going to be really hard to get the blood out. And Doc kind of stumbles to the bathroom and uh, he pulls out. He has, I would imagine he would have like a, a, a small first aid kit on him. And so he's going to kind of like lift his shirt up and assess the damage. There's probably some pretty intense bruising, but just try to fix himself up the best he can with his new weird hand that grew back. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, so go ahead and roll three to wound. Got it. Ooh, 14. That is superb. Nice. So you also heal one extra uh, because you have helping hands. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, close the wound. 
Uh, so that's going to bring me up to three. And it just says on a 10 plus pick one. Yeah. So I'm going to take, I'll take one harm back. So you heal two because you get that extra one because you're healing hands. So, uh, and as that's happening, I think uh, Grin is helping you out and he's like, I don't really know where the rest of me is, but I imagine he'll meet us back home. That is extremely disturbing. Uh, Doc, Doc says like he he has some uh, like string in his mouth or whatever you would call it as he's like suturing a, <laughs> the wound on his side. He's got nice. like, you know, I think uh, as he's I doing that, like do that two extra little uh, tentacles, like go and like help you suture. And Doc kind of like half jokingly, half creeped out. He just sort of like slaps it away. He's like, I am a doctor after all. I believe I can help myself. Oh, uh, I'm also a doctor, doctor. I, I said I got it. And Doc, a little bit more firm. Doc it finishes, uh, finishes the suture. He's like, so what exactly did you do back there? What do you mean? So you jumped on the guy's face and aren't you still in communication with the, you know, the thing, the hand? If I chopped off your hand, could you still feel it? Well, you're not exactly human, are you? Oh, no, not anymore. All right. Let's just let's get back to the bar and uh, Doc, you know, kind of adjusts himself tries tries to look as put together as possible and goes to meet monday back in the bar yep uh so you make your way back to the bar monday you see uh yama and he slips you a couple of pills uh and you know he has a quick interchange with you and kind of like is busy and heads off yeah monday will just tap his phone to pay him and uh kind of give him a respectful nod and slip off there I think, Miller, you aren't a fan of Yama. Uh, so you see kind of Yama in passing and realize what's happening here. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Doc just sort of is going to sit over on the side of the bar while the two of them are talking. And he shakes his head and he's like, you know, uh, damn druggies. And Doc takes a sip of his beer without understanding the irony. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know, I just don't get these people that take drugs. Oh, this yeah. beer's good. Um, and I think with that, uh, Clarence, you and uh, Tuck, you are at the outside at the bouncer. Um, and I think with a quick text message to Silent Monday, I imagine you, you let him know that you're there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Monday can quickly like get you inside. Uh, yeah, he'll just uh, bring uh, Clarence in there. Also, he's going to have a uh, very strong shot of whiskey waiting for him just because he wants to see Clarence's expression. So Clarence, as you walk into this bar uh, Monday, you're here all the time. Kind of describe. Give me give me some hints. What is this place like? It's trying to emulate like an old uh Kind of a older time bar, you know, it's got it's all wood. Well, wood imitation. Uh, it's got like these very tacky uh, kind of lights hanging over like old school looking pool tables. Uh, 
like there's a garish reddish pink kind of coming off of them from the lights. Uh, it's very much it very much looks like a kind of dive bar. Okay. Um, you know, like there's old rock music playing on what looks like a retro jukebox. Uh, you know, just things like that. Nice. Uh, yeah. So you come into this bar, Clarence, and it has you know sort of that musty smell because of the sort of older fabrics and stuff in here. Uh, because it's this retro vibe they're going for. And you see, uh, you know, all the guys that you know, Monday's kind of walking you in, tucks behind you, and he's like, holy crap, this is pretty cool. What are you doing? Tuck, why do I have the word wastelands just echoing in my head? Uh, I don't know. I've never even seen the wastelands. Wait, there's a wastelands? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, I guess a few hundred years ago now, like the whole world ended. We're pretty much the last of it as far as I know. How can the world end but we're standing here? Don't be so weird, Tuck. Let's go meet up with El Tigre. Where is he? Wait, that's him. Uh, by the way, just throwing this out there too, but uh, another aspect of this bar and why Monday tends to bounce there is you get a lot of like wannabe street punks and a lot of uh, like fighter types who like to show up here and it's a pretty rowdy place. That's fine. So I, I go over to where Monday is and he's like still with uh, the dude. Yeah, Wolf. Wolf. Is Miller there? Uh, Miller's somewhere close by. He's letting the weight of the world rest on his shoulders for a sec. Yeah, he's bleeding a little bit, but he's okay. The beer helps. So I go over to Monday and say, so this is Neon City. Mm-hmm. He'll pop up the text saying, welcome to Neon City. It only gets worse from here. Mm, I don't know how much worse it can be than being in slavery, more or less. Um, Freedom has its perks and its downsides. So you wanted to know about a certain word. Yep. Uh, Monday's going to kind of play off him saying that just by kind of reaching over for his drink and kind of acting not interested, but definitely uh, nodding at him. Well, I could use a drink. Also, I'm fairly banged up. I've been electrocuted and um, I have a headache for some reason. It's terrible. It's Probably the worst headache I've ever had in my life. Okay, Monday's going to do two motions. First, he's going to do a kind of tap to attract Miller's attention and point to uh, Clarence. And then he's going to double tap on the bar towards the bartender to in motion for a drink for uh, Clarence. Also, this is my friend, Tuck. Tuck, introduce yourself. He'll hold up two fingers as he uh, does the motion. Uh, Tuck's like, oh yeah, yeah. I met El Tigre, remember? He came to your room and you guys like spooned in your jelly bowl? <laughs> Tuck, this is why we can't take you out. <laughs> Monday is trying hard not to laugh at this. Um, Doc, Doc kind of hears this conversation and he... Did, would he recognize uh, Clarence as Psychomancer? Uh, Clarence is wearing Tuck's big blue jacket. So I don't know. Do you pull your head out, Clarence? Or are you a little, like, well, push? I need some treatments. So sort of a little bit. 
Yeah. Then oh, if I take my like my hood down, I will look just like uh, the little psychic character in Akira. So yes. Oh, nice. Um, Doc's gonna look over again, seeing that the transaction that Monday and Yama have done is finished, and he sees Psycho. Wait, is that Psychomancer? And Doc kind of ambles over there, uh, having already started his second drink. He's like, wait a minute. What, Monday, what is the Psychomancer doing here? I don't know what a Psychomancer is. Sounds lame. Monday is going to pop up the text. He needed an escape and he needed a place to go. I gave him both, technically. Um, would you be so kind as to take a look at him? He looks a little beat up. Sure. Uh, course, course. Um, and Doc takes an, like, does another double take. He's like, no offense, but you're a little bit shorter in person. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a little bit fatter than in, uh, Silent Monday's memory. <laughs> Doc kind of, like, pats his stomach, like, uh, whatever. <laughs> Um, you, you don't react so, to the fact that he said Silent Monday's memories? Nobody reacts wait, to that? Wait, wait a minute. He's like, wait. You know what? I got a lot of questions, but let's get us a few drinks. And uh, I, I, I've got I've got medical equipment back at the apartment, so I can help you get fixed up nice and proper. But uh, Also, Monday has his LEDs like glaring at uh, Clarence for saying that. <laughs> oh, oh, also, Paul. Um, yeah. How does Claire react to all this inside of me? You're talking with Miller and then all of a sudden you feel this sort of like bubbling up in your psyche and you like look over and Claire's sort of like uh, ghost form is floating next to you looking at Miller and he goes, oh, how strange. I believe that is the man who killed me. Me. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon.